And we're back. We are. Yes. I think that's the way I'm going to do it all the time. Maybe. Okay. You said. I, I got disappointed when you quit doing it that way, and then you went back to it. And I'm trying to be cautiously excited and optimistic because I know the moment I say something, you'll do it different. So guess what? Next week it'll be different. Probably. That's but, fine. you know. That's fine. I'm, uh, well, you know, I like to mess with you just I, a little bit. I don't care. He's Josh. I'm Kenny. That's correct. This is Random Ramblings. It is. Uh, and we always stumble over that. Not really. Sometimes. I dude, think folks I are just used to it. <laughs> or we get so hyped up about what we're talking about for the day that it's like, yeah. <gasps> like last week. I wanted to get in the MRE so bad I couldn't stand it. So I'm right. like, let's get the title out. Let's get the people out. They know who the hell we are. Let's go, 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 go. Let's see. Yeah. He was on, dude, he, y'all, dude, y'all, he was on fire. Dudes and dudettes. He he was like, on it. He <laughs> was on me. He was on me, handing me those things before I got through the door good. I knew what we were doing. I was excited for the concept. Yeah, and then here we Sue are me. right now, not knowing a thing. Actually, I, I'm going to go over the, the proper way to drain a pool and the proper way to redneck drain a pool. I feel like I might have answers to both of those. Okay. Neither Tell me the one. proper way to drain a pool, Josh. The proper way to drain a pool is use a pump of some sort using a hose line to get it out to a place that's either proper disposal or into another vessel so it can be put back in depending on what you're looking to do with it. Okay. Going to give you that one because that sounds like a proper way to drain a pool. What is the redneck way to drain a pool? Stick a knife inside of some bitch. Let it drain. <laughs> if, I mean, okay, are you ready for the story that prompts is, this? Well, hang on. If it's an above ground pool, it's got like a liner in, and I, that works. If it's an in ground pool, I got nothing for you outside of dropping a grenade in the bottom and blowing it out into the ground. So, all right. To start, well, you may, maybe some heavy equipment. <laughs> so to start, I got this is, to go ahead to, to start this. It is an above ground pool. It's one of those soft sided pools. Knife it up, you, baby. You should be, you know, taking down and putting up seasonally. Um, uh, not not the metal ones that are designed to be up all year long. But switchblades are legal. Actually, again. at the house, uh, do what? Switchblades are legal again. Yeah, in the no, state. right. I was I was actually at. At home Stab. the other day, and you know it's not uncommon because I live out in the county, uh, and you know shooting guns and things are legal. Yes, now you know where this is going. Um, I was actually at home. Oh yes, I was yes. actually at home the other day. Why did my phone and I that? hear pow, pow, pow? And I mean it's just as loud as it can be. So rush outside. I don't see my neighbors. Don't see the neighbors' cars. Look across the road. Don't see anybody outside. Nobody's screaming. Right. Okay. So somebody's got something loud. Yes. Go back inside. Get a text message. It's my wife. And my wife goes, are you hearing gunshots? I'm now a little freaked because my wife was in town. So I text Ooh. my wife back and I go, yes. How do you know? As I'm headed to the window to see if she's in the driveway. <laughs> so she sends me a forward. It's from my neighbor's wife. My neighbors have decided to get rid of their soft-sided above-ground pool. God, yes. So the proper way to get rid of that is to actually unscrew the plug that's built into the liner. Well, there's also a plug on the other side. So in the pool that's been filled with water for several years and wasn't used last year. Oh, so there's a layer of sediment so and sludge. So a layer of sediment and sludge, my rear end, it was like a one of those ponds. I was being nice. Yeah, there, no being so nice the to it outside. about it. It was black. 
It was just nasty black, like one of those old. Your uh, mosquito population just yeah, dropped no kidding. Fold. It's like it, it it looked like one of those old like dry weather ponds that were only like a couple of feet deep, <laughs> yeah. you know. So <laughs> marshland. I walk over there, and she sends me the video, and I'm like, oh crap! I walk back out on my deck, and I see the creek running down through my yard. Which oh, now, thanks. and I'm going to go ahead and say it because I know they listen. I don't care about the water. That was not bothering me. Was not what rushing got t- good nutrients. Exactly. Was not rushing to. <laughs> Toward my house, nothing like that. It was just the natural drainage from their yard to mine, you know, right. into mine, down the road. Anyway, so I walk over because I'm that neighbor. I have to go see what's going on now. Wait, it took three shots to drain a pool? I walk over. <laughs> we ain't done yet, Josh. I walk <laughs> oh. over, and there's my neighbor, all proud of himself, holding a knife. I looked at him, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sorry about the creek. I'm like, I don't care about the creek. What are you doing? He goes, I need to drain the pool. We're going to take it down. Okay, I get it. You bought a boat last year. Boat wins over the pool. It would in my world. I could see where that would be a draw. So yeah. I'm like, so if you've got a knife in your hands and you can, I could see a nice big section ripped open. I'm like, you've got a knife in your hands. What was the gun for? And he just looks at me and he goes, 380 ain't big enough. No. All right, you're kidding me. You actually literally shot three holes in your pool? He goes, yeah. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, there's a plug right there. And he just looked at me and he goes, yeah, but there's one on the inside too. And I looked over in the pool and I went, yeah, you needed the gun and the knife. I just, I wouldn't have gotten in there either. Just saying. I would no. not have gotten in there. It was just nasty. It smelled nasty. It looked nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But you said 380? Yeah. Okay, not not a large round. No, not a large round. And Still even though, if, even if you're using even if water. you're using a hollow point, it's not gonna no I've, explode or anything. Well, so you may not get an immediate result, but I I assume the 380 went through okay. and there was a small stream of water. It would have taken forever to get it out. Yeah, that's but I gotta the, believe it was working. That's the thing. It, oh, it was working. It okay. just was not moving at high enough volume no. for my neighbor. That's no. what that was. Now look, I can now reserve that phrase for. <laughs> He drilled pilot holes. Yes, that's exactly for his what he did. He's because, like, oh, good. And I, I honestly think he aimed because it was three shots definitively, and he literally just cut an angle. He just made two cuts and peeled some back, and that's where the creek came from. All the water just rushed out, and, that, and that's exactly what it was. He just he wanted it to go ahead and empty now. He wanted he to didn't, have fun. He didn't want to wait for it to empty tonight. He wanted it to empty now. So yeah, that and he wanted to have fun. I mean, he had a Cheshire grat, cat grin on his face. I mean, I, but that is the, the redneck way to drain an above ground pool is good to, to know I was close. shoot it. It's good to know I was close. <laughs> I, was, I, made the, I made the final decision. He had more fun in the lead up. Yes, he did. I do think they would make a large push for Tannerite though. Um, because you can submerge, submerge the container and then if you lay it out right and, and it would take a little bit of redneck ingenuity, but you get that pool. I apart. would have been upset had I not been invited to that. I mean, missing missing shooting the pool, okay, fine. Realizing that you know your your neighbor cut the pool open just because he wanted the water out right now. That I'm not even going to use the term priceless. That's just fun. There are also, but had he blew a hole in the wall, literally blew a hole in the wall. No, I would have been upset. <laughs> right, I would have been really upset. Of course, I. You know me. I looked at him. Don't you have a shotgun? <laughs> well, and that <laughs> was like, going to be my next thing. Like, if you wanted an immediate drain, and and no disrespect to your neighbor, and and. If you feel like finding revenge, you better come with something other than the 380. But 
you... Yeah, but they're good if you're in one of those dark alleys. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, in, in that moment, you went, I didn't drain the pool. Well, let me get a 380. No. You 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 had a, an assortment to look at, if I'm a bet man. Okay. And you went, I'll just use a 380. Now, I get it. Ammo is high right now. I respect that, too. But at the end of the day, as you said, I got shotguns. I got hunting rifles. I, there are any number of other options that I could have used. At that range, it really doesn't matter. See, you just hit the giant blue you're, target. You're talking to the guy that would have gone and got his battery-powered reciprocating saw and just cut a hole around the <sighs> plug. So I wasn't looking to take a shower in that nastiness. <laughs> I get the ranged approach to the drain. I'm just saying. I'd have just cranked that saw up and I'd have just walked past it like Wolverine cutting something open. It would have just been sliced. And I, I'm here for every bit of that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw it away, if you're gonna right. toss it, then you might as well have a little bit of fun getting rid of it. I, you're the one that shoots small appliances, right? I, I you can thank the eldest one for that. He, oh, so that's that how was he learned. and I. That's how he taught me to start shooting because I'd never fired a gun before. And that until... was learned. By the way, you three, if you don't show up at the next stew with T-shirts that say the eldest, the middle, and the youngest, we're going to be upset. I, I just mean, saying. It is at this it point. Is. You need to do it. You say we. I feel like that's more of a you thing because I don't really care. No, I'm throwing you I'm in on it the, too. So I'm here they for get the camaraderie. Your, I, no, I'm throwing it in. I'm throwing you in on it too. He said it too. I'm pretty he sure just didn't say it on the mic. I'm brave enough. I'm pretty sure you'll be so hungover. You don't know I'm what they were wearing. I'm pretty flipping sure that they're already they're shopping. They are shopping to see what they can find. I don't blame them. And uh, it's it's gonna happen with a funnel. Jeez, uh, I'm not going. I'm oh. sick that day, y'all. Oh man, they're gonna make you beer bong at the next one. No, they better not because <laughs> I backwash pretty hard. <laughs> Kind of look like a pool that's been cut open. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I just I just feel like in the moment, and, and again, I'm not OCD by any means. I have my moments where I find myself in OCD situations, like that needs to be moved just a hair. But I just felt like there are better ways. If you're going to go full redneck on the disposal of that pool, you, you had the time, the effort, and the theatrics. Oh, I know people that would have hooked toe chains to it, just no. drug it on down. The- <laughs> no. I mean, I get but, that too. I, I get that because there's something to that. Because I mean, let's right? go, let's go, bad boys too. Yeah, the, the chain floats out onto the out of the ocean. I, I get all that. I don't know. It's just in terms of satisfying, eh, toe chains kind of lackluster. Now, fun fact, effective but lackluster. Fun fact: they didn't check my driveway first. They thought the wife was home. That's why she got the text. Oh, that it was yeah. them. I'm doing the one that it. got the heart attack that somebody was shooting, but she so, got she got the warning. So before So when I say that they're gonna listen to this now, we're both gonna get text messages every t- <laughs> every time they fire we're gonna fire a shot or you, you, okay? you guys are great, I love you. <laughs> so I to that same point, I had before I I fired my first weapon, I wasn't I and I went to I went to a Rural high school where people Before hunted he fired all the time. his first weapon, he went through puberty. Well, that's that's very true. <laughs> I was a good ways into adulthood, to be perfectly honest. We were never exposed to that. That's his first 380. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down that road. Um, but it was New Year's Eve, and I'm not, you know me, we've talked about this, I'm not a partier by any means. 
I didn't have any friends that were doing anything. I It was whatever. I was at home. My parents were out at a New Year's Eve party. My sister was over to friends. So it was just me and the dog. Well, I my room at my parents' house was above the garage. A little kind of a loft apartment style thing. I am out You didn't live in the cold. cupboard under the stairs. No, I did not. I did finish that series, by the way, finally. Holy crap. Reading or watching? Watching. Haven't started reading. Haven't started the reading yet. I I have them all on my audiobook list. It's going to get done. But um, I'm out. It's like 11.15. All of my buddies that I play games with were out doing other stuff. I was that guy who was just at home and was okay with it. Because I had to work the next day anyway. I am asleep. Out cold. It was our first year in that neighborhood. Midnight happens. I now know it to be a three uh, thirty-eight revolver. An entire barrel turned loose into the sky. I this is two and door. They are not quiet. This is two doors up from me. It's a snub nose thirty-eight. They are not quiet. And I am awakened. I apparently had some sort of paramilitary training that I wasn't prepared for because. I rolled out of bed to the ground, belly crawled to the top of the steps, and looked around the corner to make sure they weren't firing up the steps at me from a dead sleep. I get to the bottom, and I hear the door just... It didn't have a seal. So anytime the air moves, you can hear the, the, it yeah. thumping against the frame. So I hear that. I hear thump, 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 thump. And I'm like, fuck. I go down the steps. I am crawling. Down the steps. And again, I'm like 19, 20. Like I, I'm like, what the hell's happening right now? Bottom of the steps. Open the door. Black lab in my lap. Doesn't like loud noises. She's scared to death. I have no idea what's happened. My parents are at a party. And I'm like, do I call and warn for gunshots? Do I call the law? I check all the doors in the house. I didn't have exposure to firearms at that close of a range, even two doors up. Never expected it. I could used to hearing hunters out in the woods where you hear the katow. Oh, something. They got something. Not that close to me at that moment in my life. I had not reached that exposure. But in that moment, I was like, so grab the dog, go back upstairs. She didn't like upstairs, by the way, because that means she had to climb the steps. She bolted up the steps, was in my bed, under the covers, at my feet. Scared to death. (laughs) Fortunately, we're not too long after that. My parents come home, because it's like three or four minutes from the party. It's midnight, blah, 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 whatever, I'm going home. Yeah, that's how those parties end. Well, it's midnight. Later. Bye, see you later. See you, Susie. Yeah. Sorry about the mess. They come home, and I get a text message. Where's the dog? I'm like, up here. Why? I then choose to explain, now that they're home, I go downstairs. Dog ain't moving. She out cold. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, she, she's in a padded room hearing voices kind of thing. Like, mm-mm, not me, uh-uh. And it was at that point my parents went, oh, that was two doors up. We heard that from over there because they weren't far from where we were. And they were like, Happy New Year. 
but that that was my first even semi close brush with firearms. So now I have the freedom to do that, but my neighbors have children, and I don't feel like I could bring myself to do that without like a neighborhood warning posted to each front door. Well, yeah. And I don't have to. I'm well within my right to walk out right now and start popping but off rounds in the dirt. There was a year that they came back from the beach and had bought fireworks. Oh, yeah. Because um, you can't get the good ones in this state. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the disclaimer because this is going to be two neighbor stories. Love you guys. Mean it. Anyway. Oh, boy. But I get this phone call. We're going to set off some fireworks. And it was right around July 4th in and, in and around the neighborhood of that. And this was, you know, pre yeah. twenty. 20 and um so okay life is good set them off love fireworks mm-hmm. my wife and i go out on the deck you know i grab a beer she grabs her drink of choice we're, we're heading out we're gonna catch some fireworks you know and we know it's not going to be like professional level it's going to be the little black cats little roman candles and stuff that you get at the tents at the beach or at the tents that they put up around here around fourth of july so they didn't go to south so of the border. There. I get this. I get this. Just hang on. <laughs> I get this in this next text, and it's like, well, these are duds. So I'm like, bring them over here. So he walks over. He had bought the little popper things, like the streamers that when you know you see on the love boat or whatever when you're. When you're, yeah, yeah, he didn't realize that that's what he had bought. And I mean, he, oh, I look at one and I recognize it immediately, and I go, pop. And he looked at me and goes, well, shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, but go get the kid. She can fire them off over here. I'll go, I've got a propane fire pit that we camp with. I said, I'll go get the fire pit out. We've got leftover s'more stuff from the other weekend that we didn't use. We'll just, hey, we're going to make a day out of this. Right. That's what we ended up doing. We had a blast, though. I mean, and she she loved it. She just run around the yard popping them things left and right. And by the way, good parents, they made her come clean my yard up. Well, look at that. I really appreciated it. It wasn't necessary, but I really appreciated it because I actually had a good time firing, having you know s'more stuff and making up for the fact that she didn't get real fireworks. But right. she she enjoyed the streamers once they learned once we learned what they were. Yeah, I'll put it. We learned because I didn't know prior to either. But now, and you know, I said pre twenty twenty the the year COVID hit twenty twenty everything was shut down at Fourth of July. Right. So there was a flurry of different things going on on my road, from guns to firecrackers to people just screaming and hollering. I mean, everybody was pent up because by July, we'd had enough of being indoors. Yep. So somewhere, somebody, you know, maybe a street over or whatever, had some decent fireworks. They were setting them off. And I told my wife, and I honestly had not had a lot, maybe one or two beers. I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going upstairs. It's where I kept, keep one of my DJ systems. And I'm like, I'm just going to turn it around on the windows. I'm going to raise the windows up. And I'm going to blast some music right now. Block Just party. simply because everybody around us is having a little bit of fun. And I know this thing's roughly 1,000 watts. It can put it out there from the attic. So I go upstairs, get everything together. And I keep that one up because I like to go up and test new music. And it's a small system. It's not the one that I actually use to make the nightclub out of the the gymnasium, you know. But I go up there, and my wife has no clue what I've got planned. So I go up there, queue up some stuff, and I line it up. And I did, people. I let out at full 1,000 watts. I let out with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, boy. And 
it got heard for a few houses because I could hear the screaming and hollering. And I'm wondering if it got heard a road over because the fireworks got to be a little bit more intense. But I did, I did Jimmy, I did Whitney. And uh, I actually, I think I did Dolly to follow it up. I did like three, and then I played uh, Lee Greenwood's yes. uh, God Bless the USA. And it, it was a great, and I just sat, because I knew it was going to quit on its own. So I just sat and enjoyed, you know, my next one. And my wife enjoyed one, and she looked at me, she goes, you know, this is actually one of the best Fourth of Julys I think I've had. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of fun. We've got an excuse to blast the music. We know nobody's caring that we're blasting right. the music. And I chose Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. No, no. And I'm here for it. And again, I, I like fireworks in the right moments. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons, to be perfectly honest. I love Disney as much as I do, because they do fireworks Every night, one of the best. Every night, one of the best fireworks shows professionally put on that we got to see was in New York over the Hudson. Um, oh, of course, we were there for a Fourth of July on a mission trip Good with Lord, with, yes. with kids. We had taken our youth department, and it was just a case of you know we took you away from your family in the middle of you know what should be our biggest holiday in this country, and we're going to take you now four million people which is what it yes. felt like. It was shoulder to shoulder, nut to nut, butt to butt, however you want to say it. Right. You were touching strangers unless you surrounded yourself with friends. My my fear with those moments outside of being too people is I need a way out. And I, I don't feel like there is one in that I was moment. okay with it because I had all these kids to, to, in my mind, I had to like protect my kids. So I was kind of busy. Uh, so I didn't really think about the fact that if I turned around, it was a sea of people. What I did think about was the smallest of the of the kids was mine. She was about nine, and she was the only one that age on that trip. She managed to weasel her way all the way up to the edge of the river. So of course, I I, I had a I had a hand on her arm because I could just see you know the sea of people and kerplunk there she goes in the water. But that that particular fireworks show reminded me of a fireworks finale, and it went on. For a good 20, 30 minutes. Yep. And it was non-stop fireworks. There wasn't spaces or gaps in between in which you wondered what was happening next. It was a constant barrage of bang, 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 yeah. bang. And I mean, it looked like the stuff that you see on TV. And it's like, this is unreal. And I, I have yet to be at another one that could compare to that. And I mean, it, it one of those once-in-a-lifetime probably experiences for me because... Whereas I enjoyed going and seeing New York, not necessarily on my list to go back. Right. Uh, nothing against any of y'all in New York. Going to go ahead and say that I, we were we were in we were on I, what is it Manhattan Island? Correct. We were on the island. We were in the city. We stayed in Brooklyn. We went everywhere because it was a mission trip. So yeah, I've been down in Hell's Kitchen. I've been all the way out to Queens. I have been pretty much in all of the boroughs. We had coffee in Trump Towers. I mean, it was we, we made a big deal out of it on top of everything else. Got to ride the ferry, got to see the Statue of Liberty, even took in a, a, a Broadway play. Nice. So we had a great time. I, I had you know a couple of New York moments, as they call them, and had a good time. I really did. At the end of it, had a good time. Uh, which it's, We had 21 kids. Difficult to keep up with all Ooh. of that. Herding yes. cats in yes. a metropolitan area. Difficult Good to keep Lord. up with all of that. We had a strict schedule of mission, and then we tried to give them as much of New York as we could because, you know, it cost a lot of money. It took a lot of fundraising. We wanted to make sure they had some fun. And it was a great time. I just, I think I've seen all I wanted to see. 
<laughs> and I just don't really, I don't really, it is as nasty as it looks on TV, yep. but it is also as phenomenal as it looks on TV. The subway system was outrageously great. I thought that was the best thing on the planet, believe it or not. Um, Times Square, yes, all those TVs are real. That is not CGI. I almost got hit by a bus staring at them. Uh, because I, you know, public transportation in our area is not what it Ew. is up there. Uh, we don't. I wouldn't even say we have a fraction. We don't have public transportation down here compared to what they have. No subway. I'm so happy I got to experience that because it's phenomenal to go 18 miles straight up, no stoplights, no traffic. I had no worries. I didn't have to cuss anybody out. That was great. No road rage. Yeah, and the people in the subway are a little bit more polite than you think they are. It depends on what you're doing, and I have a subway story that I could acknowledge that with. But that's, I, I got a buddy lives in or used to live in D.C. We were up there for his wedding. I say we; it was just me. Um, my wife and I were just starting to date at that point, and he's getting married. Super excited, bachelor bachelorette weekend. No problem; that'll be fun. I go up the day before. We're in good shape. I hop the I hop the orange line. I'm all for the metro system, all the time. Except for large events where I need the train that's on that platform, but not the one that y'all are waiting on. Don't be a dick, okay? Move. How about have enough situational awareness to look around and see that while this isn't my train, does somebody else need to get on this train? Because now... I will say this, and I'll give the, the, the team name because it's fine. I'm in D.C. It's the Nationals. Nationals Park, it was getting near the playoffs. They were in the hunt. So everybody's ready for playoff baseball on a Friday afternoon. It was going to be busy anyway. I knew what I was walking into. But guess what? Had to take that train. Well, I didn't want the green line that was going there. I wanted the blue line that was going left at that Y intersection. So, I move along the back side of the crowd as where traffic should flow, and I'm like, I need to get I need to get up there. Well, green line comes in, waiting to pick up people. It's already full. They want nobody getting on from this stop on that train. They shouldn't even have stopped. I realize they've got to stop for scheduling purposes. They open the door. Nobody could even get on. Like, they opened them. To say they opened them, immediately closed them back. We're like, sorry, we're full. Boom. Bye. See you later. But, you know, had to stop for scheduling and whatever. Blue line comes in. Hey, I need to be on this. Blue line stops. Doors open. Two or three people start to move. It's obvious those people aren't from there. Conductor comes on. We're not going to the game. This is not the train to the game. No one moves. I need to be on this train. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Like the old classic, Baden, Baden. And I'm not making the headway I had hoped for. There is a transit officer right there with me. He's not trying to get on. I just happened to be right where he was at. Not a word. Come on, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand aside. Let people that need to get on this train get on this train. It's a busy intersection already. Come on, bro. Do, give me something here. You know I'm not small. But I also try to be polite in most circumstances with people I don't know. Because I don't ever know who I'm running into. 
And I keep going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I get one lady that'll shuffle a little and let me by. And I'm like, lady, do you see me? I ain't just shuffling by because you moved your purse. <laughs> I can now get my arm there. <laughs> so eventually I get about five people from it and I hear ding, ding. And I go, fucking move! As loud as I can. <laughs> and there is a genuine state of shock where they all turn and go, oh, I'm on the train. And I'm like, thanks. Like I, I wave as I speed off, but they're all just like, like I was going to set a bomb off. And I'm like, no, I just need it's to get on the train. One of those moments in which it's just me. It's just me. Nobody else but me. Me, 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 me. And I'm not talking about you. No, no, no. I'm no. talking I, about I the other it. people. It's that way on the highway these days. I know. It's like me first, me first, me first. I've got to be over there. I've got to be over there. You know, the person that cuts you off damn near takes your bumper. And you end up at the same stoplight and you're looking at them like, the hell's your problem? Good news, we made it at the same time. Uh, I've got a better subway story. It's a little funnier. A little okay. funnier. All right, so I told you, 21 kids. Not all of them went to the fireworks, thankfully. Not all of them went to the, to the fireworks. But we had learned, by now we're on our seventh, eighth day, so we had already started to pick up on where we needed to be, when we needed to transfer, because folks... You see it on movies, and it's it and it's right. You may have to take you know the red line to this station, get off, and wait for the purple one to come through. You might end up in New York. You might end up needing an L train, and those are like numbered or whatever. It's and it you don't really want it's to stand there and system. make yourself a target by having the map. But we had finally learned if we if we took this one, this one, and this one, we got where we needed to be. Well, there was a direct back from the fireworks. Now, we walked several blocks to make sure we got on the direct. But, you know, they were all going to shut down at midnight for 4th of July. So, you know, we walked, I think we, we hoofed it 10 blocks to make sure we were in the right station to get the direct. So all we had to look for was our station. And, you know, they have signs for the roads. Oh, yeah. And we knew what that was. Well, when we board the train, we ended up kind of separated. All on the same car, but kind of separated. And in, in amongst the same people. Now, you know, I had, I, luckily I had high schoolers that loved my daughter, so she always had somebody's hand, which was kind of a rule. We, we It was a little informal. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to have her hand. So, but I didn't have to worry with her. But my wife and I kind of scanned, can we see everybody? All right, we've seen everybody. We've made eye contact with everybody. We know we haven't left anybody behind. So we're riding along, and I mean, when I say nut-to-nut people, you're touching people you've never met before in your life. Those things get full. And if you cannot be shoulder-to-shoulder with a stranger, don't get on one. No. Because on an Uh -uh. event like that, you're going to be. Yes, sir. You're going to accidentally cop that feel. Can't be helped because you're holding on to the pole, and when those trains take off, it is like the blast coasters at the theme parks. They take off. They got places to go. And inertia kicks in, and you're going to move. The people that live up there are kind of used to it. They don't apologize. They just go on about life. Everybody holds on to the pole. Well, we ended up with this nice younger couple. Same pole. Now, they, they noticed we were kind of looking around, but they didn't say anything. They spoke which I found kind of odd up there. I mean, there's yeah. so yeah, there's so many people that just... They the, spotted the common, you as tourists. Yeah, the common courtesies that, that you get down here don't really happen up there. Uh, but we get to our stop. Well, we get one stop ahead. And my wife just hollered it. All right, guys, next one's it. Last stop. 
well, this young couple, their eyes got pretty big, and they're like, oh, my God, we got on the wrong train. We're supposed to be able to go, like, three more stops. And my wife just very innocently looked at him and said, no, just our 21. And this guy looks at me and goes, you've got 21 kids? And I seized the moment. Yes, sir. Train stops. He high-fives me. I said, they all have different moms. And walked away. Yes! It was like yes! the best, it's like the best joke I've ever pulled oh. in my life. And sadly, I don't even didn't even get to tell the guy it was a joke. Oh. So I left with but him in left- awe that I had 21 kids with different moms. <laughs> I love that. Because that in was, that moment, that, that was a, a great day. That was a great day. There's a chance, though, that that guy is still telling the story of you being on the train. <laughs> Do you realize I once shared a train with a guy who had 21 children? Not just in general, but 21 children all so on the same. Anybody that's, I, heard a, anybody that's heard a podcast of that guy telling my story from his point of view, you, need to, find this you guy. need to tell me about it. Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when a plan yeah, comes we, together. We did. I, I did it. It was just one of those moments in which every neuron fired at the right time, and I had my joke ready. And it it just and we get off the doors closed and my wife goes, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, eh, it's not like I'm gonna ever see him again. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of moments where we do those things because I don't know any of these people. Yeah, I don't know any of these. Why not? It's like why why is it in the court of public opinion? The court of public opinion only applies when it's people we know because we don't want to deal with it when we see them tomorrow. Right, and, <laughs> that's, and, that's what that is. Well, that's true, but it's just. You would think you would want to be more reserved around complete strangers, where at the end of the day, you're like, I'm never going to see these people again. Woo! <laughs> and just spin around flinging that the bird. Is, that is your dance like nobody's watching moment. Right. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And to me, it's like, I'm like, Mm-mm. and when you process it in the moment, you're like, any one of those people could have, you know, called the law or, you know, whatever. And you're yeah, like... Any number of things could have happened. damn tourists. But, like, like you, when you're in that situation and somebody is doing it, and you're like, idiot. And you just don't think anything else right. about it, and, and you move forward. That's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. But that guy probably, I, I don't know if he... Ah, I actually kind of hope for the joke's sake. <laughs> he took me serious. <laughs> I, I really do. But White it, is a the, sheep. the joke was great. Wish I'd have had a hidden camera for the after <laughs> the after effect. Because you know, you kinda the door shuts and you kinda and, and all these kids are migrating toward me. So, you know, I, I actually he had sees, physical proof he, that this is going he, on. He, and it's he, like he sees that. As he immediately and you know, goes, and it's like for about twenty seconds, I was like, I wonder if he just turned to his wife and went, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> I love you it. Know, I mean, if I'd kept going, I'd probably would have looked at him and gone, "Yeah, I'm tired." <laughs> you know, something like that. I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, the grapes are it. raisins now. I'm done. Yeah. I have nothing left. <laughs> But yeah, that was, uh, and that was actually, I count that as one of my New York moments. I sure. actually do because, you know, why not? It was kind of a Saturday Night Live moment, so why not? Very much so. Very much so. So, and, and I don't want to take anything away from us here in the South because there's a lot of things that we do on a regular basis that a lot of people would look at it and go, really? And be taken back by it. I, I see okay, that I've a lot. i got cousins that live in New York State that don't understand you're supposed to wave. When you're right. driving down the road, especially if you in in the in the city where we live, not so much. 
But you start getting on the outskirts, you you cross that city limits, yeah, you need to be waving. Right. And, and you'll find that people who ride motorcycles wave at people who ride motorcycles. Yes, people there's an drive, unspoken bond. Yeah, people who drive uh, Jeeps wave at people who drive Jeeps. And like, you know, me, I, I have a Ford truck and I'm waving at those people. Now, and this is funny, when you get to the diesels like I have. It's a whole other that's a That's a whole wave. That's not like a two-finger wave. That is a wave. Uh, and, and it's it's just like you have these little unspoken bonds with with right. everybody. And the motorcycle wave, by the way, is you point down at your side yes. because technically, if you do anything else, you're giving signals. You're giving signals for turning idea. or stopping or whatever because and those hand signals, folks, still alive. Yes, they are, and they should very much be used, even though you have signals on your bike because I don't know. Thanks to LED technology, a lot of those signals on the bikes are much they much are. more visible. They are. I I can. I approve positive of that. Um, but I, I was thinking more of during your time there, you talked about something, take something from New York that you're not used to from here. Like a blow your mind moment, not the subway. Cause the subway is, is, is its own thing. Like I'll, I'll give you an example for me. I had never seen this and I just, it, did, it caught me off guard that this is a thing. And I've seen it a couple times, and again, both times in D.C. Um, parking is at a premium, obviously. Everything is parking deck, parking deck or subterranean parking at all facilities. So, same bachelor party weekend. My buddy picks me up at the station, and he goes, we're going to run by the grocery store. And I don't remember which one, whether it's Food Line or Kroger or whatever. So we pull into this parking, like subterranean parking. I, I'm thinking giant parking lot shopping center we're in the middle of a street i'm like what are we gonna are we gonna catch a a subway to this grocery store like what are we doing and so we pull in and we park and he goes he gets his location of where he's at which he mostly knew anyway we walk over escalator and i'm like oh this must be getting us to street level that like that is where my mind went in the moment we hit the top of the escalator Grocery store. And I'm like, I'm like genuinely looking around, completely taken aback in the moment, going, escalators don't go into grocery stores. So, like, it shocked me in the moment. And then I went back to a different part of the city for a family friend's wedding. My dad and I were there, and I'm like, I'm going to go up to the street. I'm, I'm going to go up to the store up the street. I'm walking. It's within walking distance. So I walk in. I see the escalator. I'm like, still haven't gotten used to that. And walk into the store. But like, it's that moment where I, and and maybe it's just me and that's fine. But that to me, it just, that something that you're used to. That story right there is not just one that can be told in D.C. Oh, no, no, I'm sure it's not. I'm just saying that's where it happened Um, to me. I'm going to give you one, and then I'll see if I can come up with something in New York because just well, I didn't mean in general. New York trip. Yeah. I just meant in general. Have you ever had that moment of this doesn't look right, <laughs> but it's totally normal. I had the exact same thing in uh, Kentucky, of all places. We had gone to a pretty large uh, state park in Virginia that bordered Kentucky. Okay, uh, we took our campers up, and we were a hundred miles from everything. We'll just make it feel like that. Uh, but it was like 20 minutes to the closest super center. 
Okay. Okay, so now you're getting an idea of what we're doing. Yeah. So we drive, and it's these windy little roads, and we're having a blast. We're following this little river that's just as windy as the road, and, and the wall of rocks just keeps getting taller and taller, and then it starts to get shorter and shorter, and then you feel like you're on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, it's like an exit. One. Not X city, next six exits. It's it's just like city. One shot. And there's your exit. You get one chance at this, and that's it. And I, you know, first of all, exits off of a two lane road, weird. That's but a valid point. Here, here we go. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, here we go. But now we're we're going down below the road, so we get into the town, and the town is like Hooterville. I mean, it's <laughs> it, you're 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 going in, and you're like, really? There's one of those here. And then you get to the shopping center area. Now, you are in a valley. So it is almost like they have this one plateau and everything is there. The whole shopping center, it's every, every store you can think of. You're looking down on the yeah, town. <laughs> every, everything is in this one parking lot. And they have actual roads with speed limits that snake in and around all of these little centers. All of these little oh, shopping wow. centers are like on this plateau. And all of them had some type of parking deck, as you called it. Parking garages, a lot of us know it as. And we get to the store we wanted to go to. Sign, parking. I saw follow the sign. Now, I'm in a big truck, just told everybody what that was. I go down a hill. Now, now the store's getting taller than me. It was a three-level parking deck. Underground. Yeah, so the front of the store is ground is grade level. Uh-huh. Extra parking in the rear. You go around to the rear, and there's a parking deck. And you get in, and you're right. You you ride the escalator up to the sliding doors, and bam, you're in the store. And I kid you not, I stood there with my country accent and went, the hell? Right. Neat. I mean, I'm not, like, befuddled by it by any means. It, it makes perfect sense in the yeah. moment. It was just something I'd never seen, and in that moment, I could not wrap my head around it. Because I now start going into, well, how do you get the car down? What? And then you look, there's a freight elevator for carts. There are people leaving on freight elevators going down, and then the cart return is right next to the elevator. And I'm like, yeah. It's yeah, it's and a mind-blown like moment, and then you go home and you go to a store, and you're like, why can't we do this? <laughs> why, well, like, why do I have to walk nine miles across a parking lot yeah. to get away? Now, granted, there are a lot of people in this area or in rural areas in general that in order for us to have a parking deck would have to have a really deep parking deck because we like to lift trucks around here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, you know, I noticed that in in uh, Norfolk when we were taking the camper up there. You know, I, I have to know the height of my camper, obviously, in right. order to pull it. Uh, and and we there is an actual app for making sure I don't get yeah around tunnels, pathway, bridges, whatever, yeah. that are shorter than my camper is tall. But when you're in a place like Norfolk, D.C., um, this little area, you better know the height of your truck. Yes, sir. Because you go into that parking deck, and I've taken my SUV into parking decks in which my antenna moved that little PVC pipe. Me too. But, I mean, I barely, by an inch, I was, but I would not have been able to go up at all, period. I would not have been able to go up to the next level. There's just no way because yeah. they, they don't have that kind of height. 
Uh, and it that yeah, you you better know a little bit of something. Yeah. Uh, now when we go up to visit our daughter, there's a lot of tight parking lots. There's a lot of parking decks, as you call them, parking garages, whatever. Uh, we always take her car. Sure. Because you know we we both of we have an SUV, we have a truck. They're not small vehicles because right. we used to pull with the SUV. Now we pull with the truck. Two different types of camper. There, I've explained why I have these big huge trucks. But you know they're not. They're not, believe it or not, I've had to explain that to people. Why do you drive something like that? You don't have a large family. Because I bought it, it's paid for, and I like it. But anyway. um, Fair enough. We, uh, you know, we usually take her car. Especially if we know we're going to be in the downtown area where the parking's tight and everything. She lives there. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) She lives there. I don't drive up there. I love to drive, and I can ride with my daughter as long as I can ride with my daughter. Yes. I taught her how to drive, and I now understand why my wife holds on. But anyway, um, you know, we we, oh, just, yeah. we just get in the car with her. Uh, now, we've gone enough. We start recognizing stuff. We could get our own selves through town if we needed to to get to something. I mean, GPS, thank you. But, yeah. like, taking my, my diesel into their downtown area and putting it in a parking space, yeah, no. Because you're you're not going to get the turn radius you need. Dude. I'm not going to have the acreage. This is like your day one camper yeah, I'm story. I'm not going to have the acreage <laughs> I need to get my truck into that yeah. space. Well, you saw me turning around in your driveway. I mean, right. you know, I there was pulled a three up point. to the house, and there was a five-point turn. It should have been a three-point, but just the right. thing just, it, it turns like an aircraft carrier. Yeah. It, it needs some acreage. But, you know, and it's. That in itself is is a is a reason that when you camp, you check ahead. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, we let her drive for those reasons. Um, my my other New York moment was kind of a humbling moment. Uh, I had spent the week telling people, God, I, I miss green grass. Uh, we were in Brooklyn, and in Brooklyn, it's a lot of tall tall buildings, and the the trees have enough leaves on them that it makes you think of those you know pencil top erasers you used to buy and put oh, on your pencil. Geez. Yeah, it's just like little puffs of you know leaves i mean because all these power lines all these buildings you know you so all these playgrounds and i was fascinated by the fact that every block had a playground i had this little kid we were doing our thing and I had this little kid come up to me and he goes you're you're not from here no we're not i'm i'm part of that group there so do you miss home? Yeah, actually, actually I do. This is the furthest I've been from home in, in quite some time. And right. I, I do kind of miss home. And he looked at me and goes, what do you miss about home? And I just very quickly answered the one thing I miss. I said, I miss my yard. And his eyes got wide and he goes, wow, you have a yard? I glanced around where I was standing. Uh huh. If he goes outside on a porch, it's a fire escape. Yeah. If he's outside to play... He is on some type of concrete or asphalt park. And unless, I'm looking unless ar- you get to Central Park and that's literally an yeah, oasis. And I'm I'm looking around like, wow, this kid probably thinks I'm a millionaire. Right? And in that moment I felt like one because the park I was standing in was not much larger than my yard. I mean, right. at that at that time, I owned an acre of land, and that park couldn't have been but so much bigger than an acre. Yeah, and I honestly did not want to tell the kid how much yard I had because I mean, it, and it's just like you you realize in a moment what you do and don't have. Mm-hmm. And they had a park, 
They had basketball goals. They had tennis. They had swing sets. They had seesaws. They had everything you could imagine in that park for kids to play on. Stuff that I have to go to three different areas to find around here. Right. But I had the majority of that right off my back door. Right. You know, I had a pool. I had a swing set. I could ride a bicycle in my yard. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you know, no, this, I hear you. and this kid's sitting over dreaming about a yard, and I'm looking around going, wow, this playground's nice. And I, in that moment, it was like, holy cow, I have a lot. I have a lot. <laughs> and not that he doesn't, though. Right. Because, I mean, let's... I mean, he's got access to an awful lot of stuff, but it's, right. a, it's a necessity up there. Yeah. Up there, they have to set aside space for you to be able to go play. I, and I think that's the one thing when people talk about investments and, and things of that nature, you see the whole real estate market and the statement, might as well buy land because they're not making any more of it. When you put it in perspective with that story, yeah, it hits and it hits hard. There is a lot. They call it a concrete jungle and it is correct. And you're right. There, there's a couple of little parks, and they're like oases. And for me, I could actually smell the difference in the air. Yeah. Once you got into, we went to Central Park. Once we got in there a little bit, it was like, now this is more like it. Right. And this then you home. step back out, and it's like hazy and yucky, and it stinks, and it's like, and it and it's it is a great place to live. I I know some people that have purposely moved up there. I would not. But now New York State. New York State New York, yeah. looks exactly like it looks down here. And you get that a lot from northern northerners that are from, they're like, oh, you're from New York. And they immediately, they will immediately say upstate. Yes. They are very quick. My, Much like us, when we go out and say, oh, you're from Virginia, everybody immediately goes D.C. And we're like, nope. No. Southern, southern Virginia. Southern Virginia. We I, almost preface it. A friend of mine married a young lady from uh, Pennsylvania. So, of course, she wanted to go home to be married, which was great. We went up for the wedding. And a member of her family just looked at me and said, will you stop with the southern draw? Excuse me? Can you just cut it off? I'm, I'm sorry. No. And That's he looked at me and he goes, punched. God, you just sound like you come from somewhere down around the North Carolina line. And I looked at him and I'm like, I do. The city we live in is on the North Carolina line, dude. Yeah. So if that's what I sound like, that's what I sound like. And he just looked at me and he, and he stuttered and he went, I didn't mean to offend you. And I, I looked at him and I said, I realize you're making a joke. I said, I also realize in that, in that minute you had no clue where I really right. was from. Yeah. I said, you know, your 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 new family member grew up right there. Yeah. But he doesn't have the same accent as you do. No. You come down there sometime. You will run across five different people, five different inflections. Uh, it, My draw is different from yours. Yes. Well, you get just a few minutes up the road, you get a little higher up. Higher in elevation, you'll get a completely different draw. Yep. Uh, we both share a friend that uh, works at a different station that is from east. His draw is a little bit different. Think about it. Uh, oh, mind. yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I got you. It I threw him off because I couldn't say everything. <laughs> anyway. It took me a minute. But he he doesn't sound the same. No. And uh, my, believe it or not, my sister has does not have the same draw that I have. She used to, but she moved an hour north when she got married, and an hour from here, things are just a hair different there too. Um, now you you get up. My cousins that are in New York State, they all kind of sound alike. 
Yeah. But believe it or not, the ones that live out on 32 acres, they have their own version of a little southern draw. But uh-huh. And they'll be quick to tell you, we don't live in the city. And that's the way they read it. We don't live in the city. Okay, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, and I, I'm, I'm not knocking it. If anybody's li- oh, no. listening that lives there, I'm not knocking it. It's just not on my list to go back to. It's, it's. I enjoyed the Broadway play more so than right. everybody thought I would. Everybody kind of figured I'd redneck out on that. And I didn't. Um, I'm a band geek. And we had played the score from this play, play right. so many times growing up in band. It was the Phantom of the Opera. So, And I had not seen the movie. So that was my very first, other than playing the score, that was my very first experience with it. And let me tell you, folks, they do those special effects live. And it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. if I could get that a little closer to me, I'd do it. Well, and I think that's that's the thing. And I think as productions become or the equipment to make those things becomes more prevalent more easy to use easier access i think we're starting to get facilities in our area that can hang and you don't necessarily have to do a lot of those special effects you have to have one piece of equipment it is a nightmare to get and it's good for one purpose alone and it is super expensive so you pay it all for that one thing i think as technology in general improves we're finding less and less of that requirement. Yeah. Well, see, they had... Like the, with anything else. They they had to come across and do some pretty wild special effects to be live, like a chandelier shorting out and swinging down. Well, they had matched the chandeliers in the audience area. Right. So we had no clue that this was a specific one. Right. And, of course, they blow, and it's a small amount of sparks, Easy to create with a little bit of gunpowder and stuff. And it's over an area where no one's going to get hurt. Yeah. And then it just swings down and crashes with all of this noise and stuff. You don't even realize nothing actually broke. You didn't even see the cable. Yeah. I I was very impressed with how all that went about. And then, you know, like I said, I played the score. So I had a connection to the play to begin with. And just really enjoyed myself uh, yeah. for that. And I, I enjoyed seeing the Statue of Liberty with my own two eyes. That was great. Staten Island Ferry, got to ride that. That was great. Um, yeah, little things. We took the subway. They had not. They had just started cleaning up from 9-11 uh, and getting started on the memorial okay. at the Trade Center. And so we, one of the subways we rode, we rode under because the Trade Center had its own subway Correct. station. So you ride into that, and as a gamer, you'll get this. You kind of see the conduit hanging, and you see the concrete that's being supported by what looks like chicken wire, and you know you see the the destruction, the infrastructure that but, had to be added. Yeah, to because make they're that. they're not going to be cleaning that part up for a while, and this train slows down to a crawl, and you're going through there, and actually there were no sparks flying and everything like it would be in a video game, but it felt very like zombie game esque. It felt very apocalypse type. And I, I mean, it was really, was the whole subway got quiet. Even the people that were that had been doing it for forever was just quiet. And then we get out of it, we speed up a little bit, and every everybody goes back to clamoring. And that was kind of eerie. That's the word I'm going to use there, eerie. Well, and again, but, I think that's, there's the moment there. And, you know, from here, not from here. I know we've got folks that listen from multiple locations and places all around. But in in those moments, that was 
if there is a moment that's next level or an epic level event, it's it's one thing to have something happen like the Oklahoma City bombing. Right. It was a thing. It was there. We felt it because, oh God, everybody covered it. And it was sad and it was tragic. But it was a limited number. It was a small thing. It was a single entity. And then there's this. Well, see, these I, thing, these towers were icons. They were in skylines and cityscapes and movies. And and I've actually gone back and watched movies and not thought about it. And then right. I see them and I'm like, I've, I've actually um, gotten to live through some pretty horrific stuff. Of course. I'll say it like that. I mean, we were in school watching the Challenger take off since there was a school teacher on it. Right. When it exploded. And that, that was a jaw-dropping moment but when you're seeing something like that on tv it your, your mind will process it almost like special effects yeah and i remember telling somebody um because i've watched all of that on tv i actually saw the second plane go into the second tower yep. live of course nobody was expecting that so right. the cameras were Can't rolling censor it yeah and you know and one of the things i said hollywood knows their stuff because it looked a lot like something that I had seen in a movie that had been faked. And, you know, that my first thought, because I'm processing it on a television screen, is right. wow. Wow. It wasn't holy cow. It, it was wow. We, we've got that right. And then you start seeing it. Your brain will actually process it just a hair differently. But riding underneath there, there was just this feeling about it. It was very apocalyptic apocalyptic i can't really say that word it it was it was really just kind of surreal and the way to the moment. at that moment it's like oh shit this really did happen yeah and it becomes you know, a real thing yeah and so like and i had a similar moment when i got to see a space shuttle up close and personal it's like you're standing there and you're kind of touching it and it's like i can see on the tv screen the explosion yeah. and you, you're kind of going you don't look that fragile up close you realize what it but took for boy, that to happen. Are you right? So you know it. it, it it's a sovereign kind of have, thing, and that's what they mean by New York moments, Hollywood moments. When you go to these different places, it's like, when did you have that? Holy shit! Yeah, that that recollection, that moment of clarity. Yeah, and I yeah, I get it, I get it, and that's, and then those are bone chilling moments, and I, I have not, I've never been to New York. Um, I was in high school. I actually say happened. everybody should go once. Honestly, well, of course. I, everybody should go once. And I, if if you only spend a weekend, pick something to do up there and, right. and go for a weekend. Uh, we rode in on a train. I actually suggest that. So my my mother and sister did that, and man, what a mess that turned into for them. the The train ride wasn't the problem. It was in the winter and. I could almost give you the amount of snow that we had over a 24-hour window, and you could pretty much bet what year before Christmas it was that they went. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So here's how that played out. They, they're they like, we're leaving on the train tomorrow. We're checking the weather. We're watching. We're watching. We're watching. And around here, in order to take Amtrak, because that's the provider. I mean, it's not a negative. It's just that's who it is. That line runs from New Orleans to New York City. So, by the time it hits our area, it's four in the morning. Yes. So, not only is it four in the morning, it's four in the morning in the middle of a blizzard. Crews are doing their dead level best to keep up. 
My father and I, after they were on the train and gone, went home, slept for two hours, shoveled the driveway and the sidewalk before nine, and were back out by lunch because it was back to the point it needed not shoveling, like almost plow level. And I now now I think you got an idea where I'm at. Oh yeah. So we go. We are the whole family is loaded up. We're gonna see them off on the on the trip. It's gonna be you know. And then you wake up and it's like, oh god, there's a foot and a half of snow already. And we were on our way to three feet, three and a half feet before it was over with. Now. I know there are some of you. Oh, it's not that much snow around here. That's a lot of snow. That's an epic that's, level that's, event. That's like shut down the whole city. Right. Well, no, uh, we'll we'll shut down the whole city for about four inches. But, so call well, it down with that three feet. No, yeah, I know. But anyway, I'm yeah. trying to. So we get to the station. All the folks that are getting on the train are there. They've made it inside. If they had a ride, those people are like, "We're not waiting. Love y'all. We're headed back to the house." I would have I would have skated. Yeah, I, right. I would have been gone. I, I would have ki- given my hugs and kisses and went by. My father's from the mountains. He's he's in that. He'll he'll drive in whatever at two feet, three feet, two inches. Hey, let's go have fun. Good for him. I hate driving in it. We've had that conversation on here more than once. So we get inside and we get updates because they have one person sitting inside. In street clothes, but is still employed by Amtrak, and are they're only there for pickup drop off in yes. that moment. They don't have like a ticket window. Right. That point, it was still all it was. It was all online. So we look out the door, and I'm like, because you know it's covered walkway on the backside of it. And so I kind of step out and I'm looking, and I'm like, where do they go park this thing? And the person looking at me goes, what are you talking about? I said, where are they going to park this thing? The local freight carrier had finished for the night and they needed to stretch long enough to leave it because they weren't going to fight the weather. They even, and surprisingly, even they have their limits. Now you can talk to people that work on that particular freight line. They will run you all night long, all day long, no matter the weather. You get your butt out there and you do what you need to do. That is a very unforgiving world. If you can make it to the guy in the cab, you can live and retire forever and you will be filthy stinking rich. Getting there is a longer fight than you will ever imagine. And and again, I, I took them at their word. I believe them because I've seen it happen. But there sits this big old freight train. And it's as far as I can see in either direction. Now, granted, it curves a bit, but it ain't a short run. It's not a local train. And yes, there is a difference between the long hauls and the local runs. And so the person radios back in, and it's at that moment, the Amtrak dispatcher looks at the map because, and a little fun fact for you here, if a tree limb falls on a train track, there is a sensor that gets tripped, and it shows that they're sitting there well these trains have a have some sort of system that shows where it is that's the moment they realized they had a problem and so oh no well we're going to pick you up two streets over the city ain't got there yet the city's barely staying up on the main lines and being as you work in public works you know how some of that works yes and you know 
as much as it frets the citizens of this particular region, or any region for that matter, you're going to hit mainline, 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 mainline until it's clear, and then you can branch out. And in a snowstorm like that, that's all you're going to hit. You're going to hit mainlines. You're not even. You're not touching parking lots. You're not touching. You're, you're cutting one which run is down the road. Why runway. there's somebody on the radio saying, "If you don't need to get out, stay indoors." Correct. <laughs> so we're going two streets over. You know where I'm at. Two streets one way. You're in the river. So it ain't that direction. We're going two streets the other way. Yeah, I know where to you're an headed. Untreated area. Yeah, I know Correct. where you're headed. So. They can't leave without everybody that bought a ticket. Exactly. So, we load my family up, and my dad's in a Jeep Cherokee. So, we are off and running and slipping and sliding and going two streets over, and at about that time, boop, boop, crap. The dispatcher has reached out to the city. The city's kind of busy. They're worrying about everything else they forward it to the police department the police department's like what you want us to do they forward it to the city sheriff's office those folks run the jail at night they don't really have much in the way of runners because the inmates are all asleep yes and it's the winter and it's a snowstorm they're lucky if they'll get people into work the next day exactly (laughs) So they're like, well, we'll send somebody. When we get somebody in, we'll have to call them. Okay. Call them. That's happening. We get my mother and sister loaded. They're they're set. Thank the good Lord they got a sleeper car. They get loaded. They're set. And then the conductor goes, thank you all so much for helping out. We're not sure what we're going to do while the other folks. And I'm like, my dad looks at me. I'm like. 18, We're here, 19. might as well. Yep. He goes, <laughs> We're here. Back. He goes, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Back in the Jeep, let's go. And he cuts right back through. He's slipping and sliding the whole way. We get back over there and uh, we load up two or three more people. And by this time, surprisingly, they have a vehicle there to start helping shuttle people. Other people saw us, followed suit. And so they get them all running off and we're good. So we get everybody sorted. We are dog tired because not only are we trudging through foot and a half snow we're moving baggage we're moving luggage there's one lady not a small lady did not have on the proper gear so she's slipping and sliding and is very much a fall risk we get her in settled thank god and we go home mom and sister bye have fun they make it an hour north of us switch is frozen (laughs) <laughs> can't get it to switch. Have to call somebody. Thankfully, there is a station, not a train station, but a uh, freight liner. The freight company has a yard there with a torch, so they just need to get somebody there. They got people on call for those moments. It's your weekend in the can, yada, yada, yada. So that takes about an hour, hour and a half. He comes in there, and he's literally torching the thing to get it to yeah, thaw out. That's how that works. Switch gets thawed out. It flips. Boom. Bye. See you later. Then they get to DC. Alternator in the engine blows. Now, that doesn't sound like that big a deal with your car sitting in the driveway. What people fail to realize is both with freight trains and with passenger trains, those trains are electric. 
A lot of people don't realize that. Those yeah. trains are electric. I was fixing to say, here's the thing. You're running on diesel the until diesel- you get to D.C., and at D.C., you switch to electric, and you ride electric all the way into New York. Right. Been there, done that. Well, <laughs> the ones here are still technically, the ones here still are electric. They have diesel power. They get feeder lines in we, D.C., so you no longer need the diesel. We actually had to switch engines. Switch engines. Yes. Okay. To my knowledge, that wasn't the case here. <laughs> Their alternator blew on that train, and... The nearest depot <laughs> was where they just left. Yes. So they had to dispatch somebody from an hour north of us to finish the rest of the run up there in this weather <coughs> to detach the vehicle. De- <coughs> excuse me. To detach the engine, flip it over, and then tow it out of the way. Yes. Which is further up into the into the station. And get and it out of the way. By the way, for those of you that are not familiar with all of this, on the same two rail lines correct because it's not like you can just push it to the side of the road nope. like your little car you got to get it out you of have the to get way. it out of the way you've got to get it to a turnstile you've got to get it to a switch you have got to get it somewhere i have heard my dad worked for the railroad okay i have heard so many horror stories from these two yards the one here and the one hour north of here because he worked at both of those yep. and you know at, like i said when we went into dc it was a Smoke them if you got them, kind of a situation because they had to switch engines. And it was, we were told once we switch engines, we will make up time because they were about an hour and a half behind getting to us. And, you know, of course, I'm the nosy one. How are we going to make up time? All electric, no torque. Exactly. So, you know, that you go from pretty zero much, to hero. Pretty much I was told we'll, we'll be moving at high rates of speed, but you won't notice. Okay, right, whatever. But, you know, at, at, at that point, I step out just to step out. Been in this tin can for a little while. Let me step out just to step out. I can see the top of the Washington Monument. I can see the top of the Capitol building. Reminder, I need to go to D.C. sometime. Get back on the train. And when we took off, like a blast coaster, we took off. Yep. Bye. See you later. Went up to get something to eat. Looked at the conductor. How fast are we going? About 135. Excuse me, who? About 135. Why, thank you, Mr. Conductor. Looked at the person I was walking with and went, wow, can't tell it at all. No. <laughs> well, and so that's the thing. What should have been, and based off of all estimates leaving from here, going there, it should have been, they should have left here at 4 in the morning, arrived in New York City 2 in the afternoon. Yes. They leave here at 4 in the four. Well, they leave, don't leave till 5, 530 because they're running late. They're running late getting here plus the loading fiasco. Not to mention they're going to run the same fiasco everywhere else, getting people moved and loaded and whatever. They don't arrive in New York City until 6 o'clock the following morning. It was 26 hours on a train. Wow. Hence, oh, wow. Hence my statement of thank God they got a sleeper car. Wow. So they could sleep it off. What should have been nine hours became 26. Wow. I it still say you insane. should do it, though. Oh, no, no, I still I would, say you should do it. I mean, but first of all, riding on a train's great. We've talked it's about a lot doing of fun. That. We've talked about doing that. Um, I, I actually, the only... One of the few things I'd like to do that takes me far away, uh, they have a train that runs through the Alaska Tundra. Yes. And I'd, I'd like to ride it because it is designed to be a sightseeing train. Yep. Um, I just I don't know that I want to fly into Alaska. I don't know that I want to drive to Alaska. I haven't made up my mind yet. So. I'm one of those homebodies people. I like to go camping <clears throat> and stuff. And if I honestly, if I can't drive there, I start debating whether or not I really want to go. So I, I have I'm a, just going to go ahead and say that out loud. I have a solution. 
fly to Seattle, take a cruise ship to Alaska, take the train back to Seattle. They do that as a package. Okay, I don't have that kind of money. It's it's really not it's no more egregious than just a straight up Alaskan cruise by oh, itself. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Okay. It's 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 not you bad. either take the cruise ship up and cruise back or you take the cruise ship up, debark hit train, come back. Now there is a cruise that I'd like to, to hit and it's actually a riverboat cruise. They still run the cruises oh, yeah. from the Gulf all the way up to Tennessee. Yep. I would like to do that. But like your your big huge the ones you're talking about, these big huge I don't know. I'd love it. I'm not I'd do it. I'm not hundred percent certain. I I love a lot of people on a very small thing. You think that, but that number of people on that vessel, it's still there's still enough square footage that it's fairly well spaced out. There are places the population centers. Get me a ferry where I can park my camper and then I'll be happy. Oh Lord, he's thinking. I mean, they would have to use it as a tugboat. (laughs) Like do a powered tugboat and then you could pull it right on the Good Lord, you may, you may, only you could make a cruise ship pull a trailer. Yes, pretty much. Only you could make a cruise ship pull a trailer. Put my camper on pontoons and set it up behind one of those big 18-story cruise ships and pull it like it's pulling a skier. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be out on that barge with my propane fire pit making s'mores. Oh, my God. Eating an MRE. Oh God, have mercy! Oh, and I can tie only I can tie all that in together. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I I would recommend it. I, really, I know people. Currently, my the, my trip for retirement, if I make it that far uh, without dying, uh, my trip for retirement is actually uh, Hawaii. That is like yeah. that is like my number one. I want to go do outside of the continental state, the United States kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, I have two. It, it's <laughs> I make jokes. It's just a weekend trip because I have like two destinations that I really want to go, and that's it. I, I want to see the Arizona Memorial. I want to tour the Missouri, and then whatever you want to do, and we can go home. That that's and I, honestly, that's that's all I've got. Um, I'd like to do that river riverboat cruise. Yep, and I, that that thing in Hawaii, uh, Alaska. Excuse me, and. That's about it. I don't have these big... I I know people that have like a five-page bucket list of what I want to do when I retire and what I want to do when I go to different places. Oh, oh, big brother wants to help plan your vacation. That ten is bucks, like... Ten bucks it, says your Facebook and I shows know that y'all can. I know y'all can hear my phone talking. It did it again. It did it again. I'm freaked out. And I don't like it. I do not like it when the. I do not like it. I want to know. I want to Facebook. I want a message from you the moment your Facebook says Hawaii trip or something. Hawaii trip or. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, you want to know the ads that are going to pop up now? I do. I I want to know when you get the Alaska trip or the riverboat cruise ad that pops up. I will do a screenshot and send it to you. It's going to happen. I want to know with the timeline. I bet it's before Tuesday. I well, I would sign in right now, but I can't. I don't. I just don't want to. <laughs> You're afraid of what you might find. No, I know what I'm going to find because last time that's all I had for like two weeks. Speaking of Facebook and Instagram, by the way, or Facebook, I don't know why I said Instagram. Work. My bad. Speaking of Facebook, if you're not following us on Facebook, 
please do so. We love the interaction. We love the feedback. Yeah, so, and Josh uh, has gotten a little extra time, and he actually gets on there, so you don't have to wait two days for me to respond. Well, again, it was the, the delivery from our last episode. I was so hyped to put that on there because I knew there were people that are interested. So uh, we try to put content, but we both have uh, work until this becomes something that isn't uh, work. So, you know, yeah, the more so people the you share the MREs want to sponsor us. I tell you what, I would try all 24 if they sent them. Um, I would try them all if they sent I them. I would watch you. No, you wouldn't. There's certain ones you'd do. I oh, I'd probably. I guarantee But it. see, they mail them to me, people. That way I get to choose first. Hey, I knuckled up and got them. <laughs> I was damn sure getting first pick. Yeah, because he, he got that one because uh, it was a case of, well, you know what? We'll do this, but I'm not paying for any of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for the cause. For I the dicked cause. out on that one. <laughs> I don't care. Completely dicked out on care. that one. <laughs> we'll do it. Not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. A little bit of vacating and train riding and snowstorms. And... Don't you shoot bre- your pool. You, yeah, you got a brewery to get you to. You can shoot pool, but don't shoot your pool. Correct. <laughs> I'm just going to go with correct. We'll see you all next correct. week. Bye. <laughs>